Ah, I love sitting next to you. So, are you, you hating me again? <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> You're hating on me again? <laughs> I'm not hating on you. Oh, I'm not hating on you. Hey guys, the real word. <laughs> you are tuned into episode 38 of The Real Word. I think that's how we started. That's not at all how we started. This is Byron Lazine. This is Nicole mm-hmm. White. And this is the show. That's how we're starting this today. This is The Realist Real Word, The Realist Show in Real Estate. That's what I really want to start calling it. The Realist Show realist. in Real Estate. I don't even think that that's like a real word. All right. Realist? Let's just, let's just get into the real word then. We've, If you're new to the show, because maybe you're new. Maybe you saw the Broke Agent show last week and you're following um. the VA. And maybe we siphoned over a couple of that would be fun. His followers, or the, maybe maybe at the summit, you did a really good summit. job of like dropping the real word at the summit. If you guys Drop were at the, the Tom Ferry yeah. summit, let us know. So maybe I met a few folks there. Like they came over, they're like, "Racket, hey racket, racket. yeah, hey real word." We have a bunch it was of names. fun. But maybe this is the first show. We do a main topic, then we do three rackets. Uh, the rackets are great, by the way. I'm looking over at them right now. They're phenomenal. But the main topic. Which the news broke when we were at the Tom Ferry Summit. It did last break, week. and you got a you got an email from Zillow directly letting you know exactly what was going on. Got an email which I have up Good. in my inbox Shoot. right now. You ready for it? We're all ready. All right. So if you haven't heard the news yet, Zillow offers uh, program just had made a couple of tweaks. We're gonna get into one of them. We're not worried about the other one. Not right now. But this one has some people worried. Yeah. Zillow acquires mortgage lenders of America. Do you think, Nicole, yes. before we get into actually what this means, yep. does this even concern you one in, one bit? No, I mean, at this point, um, I mean, I feel like all of these things are natural progressions for Zillow at this point. I mean, they're making it very clear with the things that they want to do. They want to buy homes. They want to, you know, do all those they things. They want to make it easier for yes. the consumer. Yes, I mean, this is just the next step. I mean, if this is a big surprise, it shouldn't be, but like... So this it, is this it's is just what the happened. next. It's just the next thing. But I will say though, it seems as though, and again, maybe we're sort of speaking out of turn a little bit here. But as soon as this happened, though, Zillow stock dropped. So people were a little ten bones. They they were a little worried about it. I don't know where where it's at now. I don't know if you've looked, I, but uh, I'll look right now. We don't really necessarily need to, but um, it, it was interesting that it hit. We were at the summit. Stock dropped on it. The Zillow guy was thing. emailing you. So a lot of things, a lot of things were happening. Uh oh. You can come in. You can Uh-oh. come in, Nate. We've got some visitors Uh-oh. here on the real world. All right, so this is actually what happened. Zillow Group has entered into a definitive <laughs> agreement to acquire Mortgage Lenders of America, a national or online <laughs> mortgage lender based in Overland Park, Kansas. The acquisition will allow us to provide buyers of Zillow-owned homes with a faster, more streamlined mortgage origination experience. So faster, more streamlined thinking about the consumer. As you know, obtaining a mortgage is one of the hardest, most complicated parts of buying a home. Would you agree with that? 100%. Our co-lender program remains, so this is Zillow, our co-lender program remains part of our business uh, and this acquisition will have no impact on the program. We expect the deal to close later this year. So this is a direct email from Zillow 
to my inbox summarizing. And you know what? I have a blog post here that they talk about the update. Sam, Ooh, so that's we'll, fine. We'll, we'll link that up. But this was a summary. Yeah. One that I could actually consume. So I appreciate that. Zillow. Yes. So they're not looking Grant. to to get rid of the the co lender program, which right. we actually use. We have we're Zillow Premier agents, and we, you know, we have a co lender, whatever they call that, the co lender program, on there uh, to supplement some of the advertising costs. Right. Um, they're not going to cut into that. They're literally just offering this service for the people that are buying the homes. Why so not? Have, why yeah. not? I mean, why not? Again, when we were when we were at the summit, they actually had Zillow on the stage and I and I'm going to butcher the numbers and I apologize that I don't have them sitting in front of me, but they were saying that originally when Zillow was feeding leads to realtors, it was something like 40% of the real estate agents were actually getting back to the leads. And then the moment that Zillow started doing which um the whole premier agent and and now they have a concierge so now that zillow is actually reaching out to these leads sort of talking with them scrubbing with them there's like a 99 percent rate 95 that, yeah. yeah that they're now getting back to these leads so i don't blame zillow i mean they're just reacting to the fact that what consumers want exactly people are going onto their site they're reaching out unfortunately agents weren't responding so why not try to capture some of the mortgage end because if that if that's what they need and that's what they want and like and we're not not providing it to them, they will. Why not? Because that only just builds the beast bigger. If it all makes sense. If it's not fast enough, if it's not frictionless enough, consumers are going to go to where it is. Right. So by Zillow providing this service and, oh, by the way, keeping the agent involved right. is a really good thing for agents, in my opinion. 100%. Um, I 100%. think that you could play devil's advocate here and you could say, wow, they're really collecting some data here because they're going to own these homes. But the, everybody is. If they're course. not, like uh, and the Facebook buyer, is. I mean, course. come on. And the buyer now is going, but this is like real in the game. No, I data. hear this you. This is like Amazon up in the cloud cloud data right. concerning real estate. Like they're in the game now. The buyers of these homes are going to be using their their mortgage company potentially. I mean, they're, they're really cornering it, but... Everything they say they do. I go back to that. Watch what they say and then watch what they do. So far, they've been very, very upfront. Uh, so I'm going to continue to take them at their word right. and continue to what we've always said, build brand that doesn't rely on Zillow. Right. Something that, that I think I mentioned when I was out there. Build a brand so you don't rely on Zillow and Trulia leads, but be aware right. of what they're doing. I think anyone that says, oh, just ignore them and put your head down and work, they're also not you know, taking into account that you need to understand this because the consumers are using Zillow. So, so I think you got to pay attention. Yeah, to I think, and I think that if you were smart about it, though, you could actually utilize Zillow to like leverage your business too if you do it properly. Let's do the rackets because I'm convinced that Nate Dog did not walk in to the real word to hear about Zillow. Oh, right? he may have. I he, feel like we weren't done with Zillow. Are we done? We're done with Zillow? They have another That's update, but, but this is more. So the, the second part of this, and it'll be in the link, the second part of the Zillow news is they are getting a real estate broker's license in Arizona because Arizona is making them for the Zillow Offers Program. Yeah. They will do that in any state that requires them to get a license. But I they feel are, like they should. I feel like that's the right thing to do. I think Arizona's right on there. I mean, you don't think? Unless they're calling themselves like a, unless it's going to be like a FISBO type. But anyway. They're still listing. It's very interesting. Still, and they say it here. Even in Arizona, they're going to list with a premier agent. What do they need a license for? 
They're buying True. and listing True. with a premier agent. True. So do True. you think every house flipper needs their license? That's fine. I think True. Arizona's trying to yeah. make it hard on them, and they yeah. said, hey, gotcha. We got we to make them do I that. I do want to make one side note, though, too, because when we were at the summit, there was a Bank of America gentleman Arizona there that was— Arizona must need their 500 bucks. Well— Maybe that or Greg Higgs got them. You know? Ooh. Ooh Greg. Little Greg in Arizona. Hi, Greg. Um, but anyway, back to the Zillow thing real quick, though. And I'm, it's sort of like a side note. But I think it's very interesting, though, because, again, the, the Bank of America guy was on the stage during the summit, too. And even Bank of America is trying to ease the whole Dude, and, and I mortgage believe- thing, which I I think I think there's going to be a huge shift. I, I, in all honesty, I feel like this kind of stuff is going to make all the other industries sort of shift and all the other companies sort of shift a little bit. And hopefully it'll be for the positive. Watch this i believe the big banks are going to be in a really good position over the next few years to make the mortgage process very seamless because they have so much money behind them they have so yeah. much tech that they can well there's enable. so much tech come on now i mean but i think they're gonna be able to pull it off like these the fact that you still need closings, to fax your entire sheet thing is like redonkulous i'd be looking out for the big banks getting bigger 100 percent. holla racket time i'm ready I got to bring up the article. Go All ahead. Right. All right. So this this one was interesting. You sent it to me. And I, I did and send it, it actually, to you. And I feel like it, this is a huge, this like just, I feel like this has Byron written all over it. It made me so him. happy. Households with college students are twice as likely to experience foreclosure. Now I'll say that that's not in every case, right? But no. twice as likely I mean, is hello. super interesting. I don't have a college degree. I've, I've shared my story on Timex. I certainly went through it, buying three houses, 19 to 21. So, you know, just making tons of mistakes as an entrepreneur. So I don't think you can say, hey, this is going to be the way it goes. No. But this is what, this is an Inman article. It is. It's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. Economists have long believed that unchecked subprime lending caused a great recession and housing cross, uh, crash that followed. Uh, when jobs finished and the stock market tanked, risky borrowers of those loans began losing homes. Foreclosure rates spiked. But new research by J- Jacob Faber, you think? F-A-B-E-R? Okay. And of NYU. Of NYU and Peter Rich of Cornell reveals another culprit behind the foreclosures, rising college attendance rates and costs. So here, here's what I know one thing that I know for sure. Yes. When people get down on their situation in life. Right. Maybe they bought a house in the uh, in the last peak. They weren't happy, you know, maybe the, you know, a couple of years later they weren't totally happy. They realized it wasn't their dream home, but maybe they're just not happy with life. Mm-hmm. When people get feeling like that, they t- they tend to lean towards something that can fill that space, whether that's buying new shoes that only lasts for maybe a week that makes you feel good, maybe it's Maybe it's buying, um, you know, clothes, a car, whatever. But it also is, I'm going to go back to school and all my dreams are going to be answered. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to get the job that's going to make me happy. I I think, though, that I I agree with you, but I think that this article was talking about like. So what I'm what I'm getting around to families that were paying for their children to go to school. Probably you think it's from the parents. standpoint. Yes, this is from the parents standpoint. The parents are pulling out money or probably refinance the home. Well, I can flip it. It's the parents that are sending their kids to college because they believe that that's going to be the answer as opposed. I went to a lemonade stand yesterday. Lemonade? Yeah. Wow. And I and I bought a lemonade. Yeah. For $5. And I told $5? Well, it was a dollar. I gave her five. It was a dollar. I gave her five. 
I told the, the girl selling the lemonade, I said, the most important skill you can ever learn in your life is sales. I don't care what your teachers tell you, it's gonna be sales skills. So the parents, instead of having the tough conversation with you know, little Johnny and, and Sally and whoever, instead of having the tough conversation saying, hey, learn sales, learn how to sell yourself oh, you no matter a, you did, what you did it you for wanna, them? You did, the com- I, you did it for I them. Did it for the awesome. little lemonade stand girl. Awesome. So maybe they should like give you but the money these, back. But these parents are not having the tough conversation. They're saying, hey, let's take the easy way out. Let's go into debt because that's the American way. Well, I think let's big- have more debt, send them to college, right? Yes. And and then what are they doing? I, They're putting themselves behind. Well, I think there's lots of situations and, and I, I we could speculate so we're blue in the face because I think though a lot of parents though too didn't go to college and obviously they're hitting sort of a tough time so they think that maybe that their child 100%. needs to go a different route in order to be more successful than they were. They want to break really the pattern. Think, they think that that's yeah, what Yeah, I mean the I think that parents, is. I mean I'm a parent, you're a parent. I mean you always want the best for your kids. So like again I, and you even said it on the I'll trip, be a hypocritical like, parent. I'll probably send Stella to selling, some fancy Right, school. she'll be going off to Brown or something. And brown. I don't know. Brown. No? You said Brown. Brown? Come on. I'm now. saying Brown. I don't know. Come on. But anyway, so I think it's interesting. I think it's super scary. I think it's probably pretty accurate. I don't know that it's necessarily a racket. I know that you think college is a racket, so maybe it turns it into a racket. Struggling households became financially overextended and 2.172 times more likely to experience the foreclosure than homeowners without, you're right, without college age children. So the kids are putting the parents in the foreclosure. I tell you, man, kids. Kids are a racket. Kids are Kids a are racket. the racket. I mean, you saw one of my kids looping around this podcast this time. Such Nate, a racket. Nate Dogg's not a racket. All right, racket number two. The average home will get 13.3% larger in the next 20 years. Do you... You know that there's a lot of people coming to you right now saying yes. downsize, downsize, yeah. down, well, you know, downsize. Well, or like I don't want that McMansion anymore. And it's funny because we did talk about it in one of the earlier rackets. We were talking about the fact that right now buyers are kind of wanting something a little smaller, maybe around like the 2,000 to 2,500 square foot. They don't really want the 35 to 4,000. But here it is. I mean, you said it on the racket one time before that people are going to start living together. They're going to start yeah. working out of their homes. They're going to need to start having larger properties. And here it is, 13.3% larger in the next 20 I think years. We're gonna be able to do so much stuff with technology you could have in 20 that. years. Inman stole it from you. Inman did, You're welcome, oh, Inman. Oh, Inman, because they're watching uh, the rackets in the Yes, road. they knew it. I think because we're going to have so much technology in our home, we're going to want bigger spaces because we're going to spend more time at home. Right. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out for me. But right. I do believe... What does that mean? Because like you don't want to live with your like other family? Huh? What do you mean? It'll be inter- I'm never at home, so it'll be interesting to see oh, how that plays out for oh, me. Oh, okay. You know, because I'm not home now. So right. now if people are spending more time at home... You know, are you stuck at home? Am I home You're or just... am I in somebody else's home? I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Wow. Um, hmm. I'll, I'll be home. I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> 10 p.m. Um, no, you know what I do believe, whether it's in 20 years or now, people want more functional layouts, right? They want better use of the space. The, the classic colonial that's four bed, two and a half bath that's certainly yeah. you know, really uh, popular in Connecticut, right? Those are not functional home well it's funny because you're seeing more and more people putting like their pool tables in their dining rooms right because that to them is much more because they don't want it in their basement right so and and that, that dining room by the way was you know if you have the the colonial where the back side of the house is actually open living space where you have kitchen open to some type of living room mm-hmm, area mm-hmm. right and then you have a sitting room and a dining room in the two front rooms and yeah. then you have your four bedrooms upstairs and your, your bathrooms you know as well that those two front rooms, the sitting room 
and the dining room in the front of that colonial are never used. Never, ever. And never touched. Right. Not a, not at all. Never. Right. So again, like you're seeing more and more. Like I again, I've seen two homes just recently, and I did, was an open house yesterday. They're like, oh, I don't need a dining room. I'm gonna put my pool table in here. And I'm like, you so, wouldn't be the first person to say that. So you could take that 2,000 square feet and just make it more functional and get the use out of the whole space. So right. what I do know is a racket. And here's the racket. They're saying here that in by 2036, an American uh, family will own the 13.3% bigger home and a 19% smaller yard. I think people will trend to smaller yards. I do believe that. I think people are going to move of quicker, course. all of that. But a $305,000 single family house. So so maybe 20 years, it's only going to pop from 250 to 300. I think it'll be bigger than that. I, I hope th- it's bigger than I that. I think that's a ra- That's average. I think that's a racket. I think that um, th- this is this is the total racket. Right now, they're saying the average lot cost. Did you catch this, Nicole? I didn't. The average lot was 31,000 square feet, costing $19,000. Huh. In 2026, the average lot's going to shrink to 28,000 square feet. But and the but price is going to stay st- steady at nineteen thousand. If you can find a lot for nineteen thousand, let me know about it. Buy them. By, by the whole it, by the whole subdivision. <laughs> take take it all. on. Take it on. It's, that's not happening in Connecticut. That's not our price point. No in Connecticut. way. Well, the, I guess the other problem here too is is in Connecticut. Well, maybe we could just really speak to the towns we know. I mean, you need much larger building lots to even build a property. That's going to change areas. in Connecticut. I already see it changing in a couple towns that we work in because they they just. You can't continue to do that. It's right. so hard on builders and landowners to get any profit if you continue to, to do this. So I think that's going to change. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, they've got to be talking about these mega, like, thousand lot subdivisions where someone's like, okay, I'll come in and I'll buy each lot for 15 Well, in all honesty, though, too, I mean, th- they've got to be puds of some sort, yeah. too, where it's like an association and everyone's sharing and mowing and you don't really own it. That I seems don't know. like a total racket. Total if they're racket. selling lots for 19000 in your marketplace, uh, Snag drop us a comment, too. I'd, lo- right? I'd love to hear about where that is. All right, racket number three, HGTV just won a big-time big bid. winner, winner, winner. On the Brady The Brady Bunch. bunch house outbidding lance bass which is causing a little bit of a ruckus although an update just a few days ago it sounds like Uh hgtv is going to be bringing in lance bass into the show that's going to be using the brady bunch house so i guess at this point we just have to wait and see what happens so who's who's like involved with it like who's going to be the hd are they bringing i'm not so certain they're not well obviously obviously they're bringing lance bass in i mean it it's almost like it was perfectly planned but lance was a little upset because he got out but although so he got verbal acceptance he got verbal acceptance that he got the house. He he actually tweeted it on t- on Twitter that he got the house, like really excited about it. And then not more than I think it was 24 hours later, he got the call that he lost the property and he later found out that HGTV got it. If you were renovating the Brady Bunch, would you just completely gut the thing down to its studs because it's pretty ugly? Or would you go like old school style and try to give it that Brady yeah. Bunch feel? I would, I would try. Or would you just let social media vote on it? Well, I would let social media vote on it. <laughs> But that's just me. Um, well, I would, I would, I would obviously try to keep it the way that it is, but like just kick it up a notch, modernize. Yeah, it. for sure. You would try to like, like, like almost like when you freeze somebody's body. What is that called? What is that called? Oh, we were talking about that. We were talking about that. Remember on our on our trip back, the guy was talking about taxidermy, like stuffing yes. your animals. Yes, yes. That's what you would want to do with this house. In no, I frozen in time. I wouldn't necessarily want to keep it the same way, the same exact way. But you have to keep some of the elements. Like I don't mind the stairway going up and all that fun stuff, but. 
Um, it's 1.85 cool. million. It sounds like it's a good, good location. Yeah, I mean, holy crow. It's not very large. I feel like we have to just, like, can you just say hi at least? Can you say hi to our, our people? No? Hi. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Jeepers creepers. The guy just keeps walking back and forth like he owns the place. Well, he's getting take drinks, show over getting drinks for himself and not for us. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't think it's a racket. Obviously, that uh, this guy got outbid. That's the game, Lance. Well, that's it just it. it. Maybe you shouldn't tweet until you like it. It's not. It's not done till it's signed. That's buddy. a great lesson. Like contractors, builders, developers, investors. Make like, sure it's signed. Make sure it's signed and get your check signed. over. And then you can tweet about it. You could tweet all day long. Or keep it a mystery. Hey, closing a deal right now. Like you don't have to necessarily right. tell everyone what the deal Ooh, you is. You can even give like a storyline, like do like a little song, like a little song bit from it. It's never over till it's over. For sure. And this podcast, by the way, is over. So really appreciated everything. Everything today. You I'm did? really happy about this podcast. And and, and Nate and Nate dog over really here. Really appreciate Hanging the guest Can you just at least say bye, Nate, everybody? Bye. You're the second ever guest on the real world. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye.